0: science community radio talk show this is michael james Lauren, your host there's a great movie coming out it's a christian film called same kind of different as me it's in theaters october 20th but we get to talk to the producer the head producer of the film his name is steven johnson and uh, welcome to the program
1: uh, thank you michael glad to be here
0: yeah and are you sure just before we begin that the film is not endorsed by kleenex
1: I don't think it's endorsed by Kleenex, but we would not turn down any. Um, but it is. Um, I've seen it, obviously, several times. And it is an emotional movie. And, and I certainly have seen people cry during the film.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, preparing our audience, that, you know, my wife, uh, she, she came in while I was watching the, the film. And she said, are you crying? And I said, no. and uh, but I, But I was. You know, real men will cry when they when they listen to this film or watch the film. But just to mention the cast first: Grey Kinnear, okay, Renee Zellweger, which everybody knows these two, and also an uh, Academy Award nominee. And how do you pronounce his name? African American actor?
1: Yeah, Jaimin Huntsu.
0: Jaimin Huntsu and John Voight. I mean, these are heavyweights. Usually, maybe you get one in a Christian film. How did you get all all four?
1: Well, I, I think from the very beginning, you know, this film has been blessed in so many ways, and you know, one of the ways we were blessed was we were able to bring um, a top Hollywood producer as my partner hmm. on onto the film. Her name is Mary Parent, and she currently runs Legendary Films, but uh, during this time period of her life, she was uh, a top producer at Paramount Pictures, and she's been in the film business a long time, and and. She was able to reach out and, and make those connections and, and uh, share the script with these fantastic actors, and uh, we were just blessed that they all said yes uh, to the story. They, they all loved the story. They were uh, moved by it in the same way that you know, many people throughout America have been moved. And uh, we're just so thankful that we were able to secure such a just wonderful cast.
0: Absolutely. You let me know how much I can give away and what I can't give away, okay? As far as, you just stop me when, whenever I get it. You know? But let's just set it up for just a minute, okay? Because uh, do you want to set the storyline?
1: Yeah, it's um, you know it's a, it's a fantastic storyline. First of all, it's a true story. It's based on a book uh, by the same name, same kind of different as me, uh, written by Ron Paul and Denver Moore and then another author Lynn Vincent and it's basically uh, the story of how uh, a homeless man who is played by Jaime Huntsu connects with a couple in Fort Worth, Texas uh, Ron Hall and Debbie Hall and how that relationship uh, leads to an improved and changed life uh, both for uh, the homeless uh, person Denver Moore in real life but also for the couple that, uh, developed the friendship. Uh, it's a powerful story. It's a story about faith and hope and, uh, love and friendship and forgiveness. Um, but at the essence of the story, um, Ron Hall, the husband, um, you know, has an affair with his wife and she chooses to forgive him and as part of immediately and, and, and forgive him in a way that was so powerful because, you know, she never brought up the affair Mm -hmm. with Ron again throughout their entire life. Uh, But one of the things Ron did was to try to repair his relationship with his wife. He he agreed to volunteer and go work at a homeless mission in Fort Worth, Texas. And and that's where they um, met uh, Denver Moore. And uh, the story is just powerful. It's captivating. How And it's really about how Denver Moore uh, changed their life and saved their marriage. And uh, it's just a great example of that. Everybody has something to give uh, this world if given an opportunity.
0: Yeah, and when you see these places, the Gospel Mission or the or the Bowery Mission in New York City, things like that, and you know there are all kinds of stories of well homelessness and uh, there's filth and things like that, but there's love. And so you know there's a famous line in the movie about you know any infectious diseases here or anything, and we try to infect them with love. Um, that's something that is prevalent throughout the film. So I'm better. Got a lot of people curious on your end. Maybe this would be a place where there could be a change in my life. If I work at a homeless shelter or, um, uh, what are some of the other names of not just a homeless shelter, but
1: yeah, well, obviously, uh, missions or, um, I mean, even, you know, at the, the moment we're dealing with, you know, hurricane tragedies with Irma and Harvey, I mean,
0: mm-hmm. just,
1: you know, offering to help those in need and reaching out to those, um, that that may need food they may need clothing they may need uh just somebody to uh be nice to them on any given day just the smallest act of kindness can turn into you know a very powerful relationship and give someone hope where hope did not exist before and you know you you said it best michael the you know this is a love story and at the essence of what this story is about is um you know jesus commanded us to love one another and that's what this movie is about and it is the love between a husband and a wife it's the love between um friends uh it's the love between strangers uh just that Mm -hmm. you know that deep feeling that hey you know i'm commanded to love other people and um and so there is this love and hope aspect of the film that is just very powerful
0: absolutely So I want to ask you, Stephen, as far as the movie goes, uh, you know, what I found interesting is that it didn't matter if you were rich or poor, that the brokenness of every human being and the human condition existed in the film. And so that was kind of made clear. And also, you know, we know that man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks upon the heart. And as far as learning how to love one another as you mentioned, that's something that you could see the character development throughout the film as far as the uh, strange relationship that uh, the actor Greg Kinnear had with uh, John Voight. You know the names of the actual characters. And and also with um, Jaiman Hunsu? Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, I get it. So, I mean, there was a lot of character development there, and but it was all based because it was that unconditional love. Um, what were some of the challenges not only in the storyline, maybe, but uh, in the making of the film?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, when we set out to turn this true story into a film, it was very important that we made a, a film that would appeal to the masses. I mean, we did not want to make um, a film that uh, was was narrow in its approach, and, and that's why we went out and um, secured, you know, Mm award-winning
0: talent to be in the film yes
1: because we wanted it to reach as many people as possible um and so you know when you when you're creating a i mean this is a feature film you know just like any other film that will be made in hollywood and, and truthfully i think it stands on its merits as a film itself uh just from the acting performances to the i mean the we didn't talk about this but we have a you know an academy award um Nominee Greg Kinnear, uh, well, well, the director of photography Don Burgess, who uh, won an award for Forrest Gump, uh, he ended up being the cinematographer of hmm. the project, and so you know he's also done 42 and Spider Man and wow. uh, Flight, and he just has an incredible resume. He's he's the best in the world at what he does. So we were able to bring the best that Hollywood had to offer uh, to this this powerful story, and and so it what was amazing is when we started the project in May May well I say we started when I started the project Ryan Paul has been working on this for years Uh, I got involved on May 1st of 2014 and nine months later December 10th of that same year we finished filming uh, this project and so from start to finish from my perspective it was nine months which my friends in Hollywood today tell me that just doesn't happen And, and I think that's just indicative you know, that God really blessed this project from the beginning and the messages of this film are what he wants told throughout the world. And and so we're just, it was very challenging because you were making a Hollywood, you know, mainstream. Yes. Or, or, or you know, Holly, a, a traditional Hollywood picture, even though you had a, a very strong faith component of the movie. And so to balance those uh, two things out, we're, we're, we're difficult at times but as as you've seen it turned out to be a beautiful production
0: yeah and again it makes you cry it makes you <laughs> but it makes you it, uh,
1: be, it makes me cry i've seen it you know i can't tell you how many times i've seen the movie yeah but
0: what I, is it know. about renee zellweger when she begins to cry it's like this chain reaction she oh. has that gift of uh, <laughs> when she starts to cry you know i start to cry but um so that well, must have been Speaking
1: of renee if i may just you know speaking of renee oh yeah um you know she plays debbie hall and and I've never met Debbie Hall, but from what I understand, Debbie Hall was one of the most caring, compassionate people um, on the planet, and she was relentless in her service to homeless people in Fort Hmm. Worth, Texas. Um, As I got to know Renee during the filming process and then even after the filming process, I can tell you she was the perfect person to play Debbie Hall because she is the most giving, compassionate person I, I think I've ever met, and she's... Um, her heart she has a heart of gold and she is just she was the perfect person to play Renee, Renee Zellweger and I don't think I mean to pay play Debbie Hall I don't think we uh, we knew she'd be great when we um, you know asked her to play the role but I don't think we all understood that it was the perfect role for her to play
0: oh yeah for sure I mean I think it's amazing that now the prayers of people are being answered. Where they say, "If only we get grade A actors for Christian films." Well, prayer answered. Same kind of different as me. <laughs> Theater is October twentieth. I mean, I don't mind saying that because you know you got Hacksaw Ridge, right? You know they, they up the ante, and you have as well. And um, I'll tell you what, when Jaimin Hunsu uh, acted, it's it, to me it was like time stood still. I mean, I was it was riveting. In particular, you know, I thought his performance.
1: Uh, listen! I, I, I'll tell you this: I his performance is incredible. I mean, to me, it's you know worthy of uh, you know the greatest award that they can bestow on you in, in, in Hollywood. You know, from my perspective, mm-hmm. because he you know when he came to uh, Mississippi, we filmed the m- movie in Mississippi. He spent weeks on the streets, um, huh. walking around as if he was a homeless person. And he was just in character the entire time he was filming here. And it was just such a powerful thing to see. Um, You know, he's from Benin, Africa, originally. So he's not from, you know, he he wasn't an American-born United States citizen. And so this character is a southern, you know, uh, person who grew up on a Louisiana slave plantation. um, And you just didn't know how, you know, Jiamen's background and experiences would translate to this role. But I think man he just nailed
0: it yeah he he's did a, a really <laughs> he really crazy. did
1: so and and you know usually you see Jimen, Jimen is a very well-known actor he's in tarzan and fast and furious and you know i think one of his greatest performances ever was in blood diamond uh the movie blood diamonds but you don't usually see him in this kind of role and so seeing him play this dramatic role uh was just uh, awesome
0: Oh, I agree. I made you really um, appreciate, I don't know, all the things, the, the human condition, do you think what movies do is they make you grow, they make you think and learn. And how many people would go from, you know, Greg Kinnear in the uh, lead actor, having a mansion, uh, really, and then crossing over to where other people live. And that's, that's really where the Lord commands us to do that. But, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of Christians stay in their happy bubble and uh, in their cultural bubble and financial bubble, but to meet other people where they are, that may be less fortunate. And to find that they have all the differences in the world, they have a lot in common. That's really what this bridging the gap, that we're all human beings in the end of it, right?
1: Well, that that's true. And I think there, you know, we try to portray that in the film. I think there's a scene in the, the film that... Um, where um, someone at a country club suggested, Greg Kinnear, that, hey, listen, you know, if we're going to do a fundraiser, I'd be glad to, you know, write the biggest check in the room. But I don't know that, you know, we need to bring, you know, the people we're uh, trying to raise money for around us every day. And I think a lot of times we may not say that, but the world we live in today, that's sort of what happens, right? We tend to live in our bubble and we um, we, we want to care for those people and we have compassion for the people who are hurting but rarely um, do we reach out and 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 put ourselves in their shoes and, and and go reach them and seek them out and in this story because of Debbie Hall and her commitment to serving those uh, in need is why a guy like Greg near slash Ron Hall ended up befriending you know the most unlikely of characters you know a homeless man I mean literally someone who he, he le- at 18 years old, he committed a crime and went to Angola prison. Ten years later, he gets out of Angola, but only after having uh, killed someone in defense of himself in prison. He spent 40 years riding trains throughout the country, hmm. rarely talking to anyone. Um, and then late in his life, he ends up meeting uh, Ron Hall. And um, and then that relationship and that friendship, he ends up saving their marriage but more importantly, I'm not going to say exactly what happened in the movie, right? The yeah,
0: you've got to go see it.
1: But after, it. <laughs> um, in real life, after Ron uh, Ron and Denver end up moving in together uh, later in life, and they raised over $100 million for homeless missions throughout the United States. And so, you know, here's a guy that was sleeping on the streets, and now he's being recognized as citizen of the year in the state of texas it's just such a powerful story of what love can do uh for someone
0: yeah i mean it, he had a purpose after that where he, where he experienced that type of love because i mean the world had shunned him because of the race and uh the way things were uh, segregation back in the day and uh but once he knew what his purpose was he was he was a force for sure so let me ask you a question as far as the casting goes once again Greg kinnear renee zellweger Uh, Jimon Hunsu and John Voigt. were there any other people that were going to maybe try out for these roles Uh, who didn't get the role
1: well there's we have another cast member that's uh, fairly well known amongst the younger community and that cast member is Olivia Holt and she actually plays Ron Hall's daughter in the movie uh, Reagan Hall and Olivia is a you know up-and-coming actress she's um, she was a Disney star during her teen years, and, and as she, um, you know, is in her young 20s now, uh, she's migrating into other roles, but she actually does a phenomenal job in the, in the film as well. Um, I can tell you, this is what I can tell you about the cast. We got the cast we were seeking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, I don't know how many times that happens in, in Hollywood films, but it happened in this one. And so the people that we felt like were perfect for this role ended up um, playing these roles. So it worked out great for us.
0: Yeah, let's get back to Renee Zellweger for just a minute because, I mean, you know, Academy Award winner. uh, Bridget Jones, Diary, and and all the uh, success. So, I mean, as far as she goes or some of the other cast members, do they have to be people of faith or how do they – get part of this, uh, when that this, uh, this movie's coming out, how do they hitch their faith on to your
1: movie? Sure. Well, I think it all starts with the story. And, you know, they all uh, read the script and, uh, you know, considered the story just based, without knowing anyone involved, you know, based on the, the merits of uh, the story that was being told. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody, all the actors connected with the story in their own way. Um, you know Renee is a very giving person she is as I said she was a compassionate person she um, I mean she is just so um, amazing when it comes to how she treats people and and I mean I'm, I'm thinking of an example right now where you know her longtime publicist and great friend um, is is suffering from a long-term disease mm-hmm. and She is standing there with her, has received numerous awards um, from the ALS community for uh, the work she's done to help, you know, cure that disease. And I think she just connected with this role of Debbie Hall. And when she found out the people, you know, who was involved in the project and that it was going to be um, a film that would give the best that Hollywood has to offer in terms of production value. You know, I think she probably felt like, hey, here's an opportunity to play a very, very meaningful role and um, be a part of a great story. You know, you'd have to ask her, you know, what else her motivations were uh, to take on. the.
0: I could ask. We we can have her (laughs) on. If you could arrange that. Well, I'd be happy to do that.
1: uh, Yes. Well, she uh, she would be fantastic. But but I think she connected with the role. And Greg Kinnear, I tell Ron Hall, Greg Kinnear plays a better Ron Hall than Ron Hall does. (laughs) <laughs> uh, he is just really—I uh, mean, he just nailed it. And you know, he, he is a—you know—a great person. He's a great father. I think he has uh, great ambitions in life to um, do more than just act mm. know, to, to, to be a good person. And and Jim, same thing with Jimon and John. Um, they were—if um, you talk to them all—they deeply connected with the script and the story. on a more emotional level than just, hey, I'm playing a part in a, in a film.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, he was scary at first, to be quite frank. <laughs> Chime and, uh, right. I mean, I was terrified where the the, the um, sound man in the movie did a good job, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, glass shattering, and you get a little nervous there. Of course, he carried that baseball bat around. and uh, But then, you know, you see this evolution, God working on his heart, and uh, it's really what's underneath all that. I mean, uh, and, and it's funny. I went to one of those, um, you know, Bowery missions, and it was uh, just a... Right. Kind of give a you know, sermon, if you will, and I was when I didn't know that there was a, a place you go to the bathroom for just the employees. So I'm, you know, just to be honest with you in the in the toilet, <laughs> we on the you know, you know, we all do that. And um and all of a sudden there was this man who is just as angry as the man played by uh, Jaimin Hunsu. And and the next thing I know, the stall door just opens up. It literally was like a, a inches away from breaking my nose, and. Oh, wow. And this angry, angry man, people say, what did you say to him? And I said, I didn't say anything to him. And uh, But it's the anger that in a lot of people, what life has done... To homeless people, when you think about it, and, and you uncover that in the film, different kind of characters and people and how they became road hard because that's what life can do to people. And, but then slowly over time, there's something about love and compassion and meals that are, you know, warm meals. And then you see what's really underneath all that. Maybe we don't really understand when we look at a homeless person, kind of like the character played by John Voigt, you know, why don't these people just get jobs? It's not that simple when you think about it. How uh, how did how did the movie affect you personally?
1: Yeah, well, it, it affected me in a powerful way. The book, the story affected me in a powerful way. Um, actually, my wife had given me the book uh, several years ago and asked me to read it. And like I do with many books, I put it beside my bedside and it sat there for a few weeks until I happened to be in church one Sunday and the pastor said, I, mean, I just read this great book called Same Kind of Different as Me. and." And he started talking about it i said well shoot if the pastor says i should read it my wife says i should read it maybe i should read that (laughs) book and so and and after i read it i was moved in a very powerful way but i had no idea um what was what i would ultimately do with this story i mean i never intended i mean quite honestly to be in the movie production business um Hmm. but what i felt called to do is help the story get told. And so I was at a time place in my life where I had the you know means and the resources and, and the opportunity to um, lean in and, and help you know the story be told and, and I did. and it was a huge act of faith uh, on my part. and um, you know I really felt called to, to, to get involved. So it, what, what it, the most important thing about the book to me was, when I, I grew up in a very diverse environment, and I've always – I never understood why people treated people of different races, hmm. uh, you know, differently. And this book, to me, was an example that everyone has something to give, that everyone has a purpose in life. And I just felt it was important uh, to, you know, tell that story so that, you know, people around the world would be uh, – look at people differently. And and learn to love those, even those, even those people that aren't like us.
0: You mentioned about your
1: point, if if you may, about the violence of Mm -hmm. Jaimin Hunsu in the film. Ron tells me that Denver Moore, in real life, was one of the most feared uh, people on the streets of Fort Worth, Texas, and he said he was a violent, uh, just a very, very violent person, angry and bitter. And the last time he had ever talked to a white person with any, you know, meaningful conversation was when he was 16 years old. And so um, he just felt, you know, he had nothing really to offer this world. And so um, to learn about that transformation of him in such a short period of time is just what's so powerful about the story. How does that happen? You know, and then you think about how many lives Mm. he's gone on to impact. Um, What if... You know, Debbie Hall was not volunteering at the mission in Fort Worth, Texas. You know, what, what would this world be like today? Um, well, I tell you, there's a lot of homeless people that would be on the streets. There's a lot of people that, you know, wouldn't be educated and wouldn't be on a path to recovery. And so, you know, they're, the life, his life just ended up having a huge impact on many.
0: As a producer, Stephen, I want to ask you, do you have to choose or do you have that control, if you will, what to include and what not to include when they hand you the finished product?
1: Well, it's a collaboration is the best way to say it between the director and the producers and uh, the the studio. You want a you want a film that is both entertaining and um, that I mean the truth is people can only sit in a theater so long, right? So you know if we we have tons of footage for this film that is fantastic footage but you know we couldn't have a three-hour movie and so you have to uh the art of the filmmaking is getting the picture down to a place where you, you're able to tell the story with the amount of time that, that you have for the audience and you just want to tell it in the most powerful way and mm-hmm. so it's a collaboration a uh, not any one person really you know says hey this is the final thing but everybody's you know gives their viewpoint into um how the film is finished and and um it's a it's a hard process, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like the finished product of this film um, ended up exactly the way it was supposed to.
0: Mm. How did... Was there anything that... Anything went on in the cast to get along before the filming? I mean, was it kind of like, okay, we have these characters and did anybody know each other beforehand or how did people go about getting comfortable with each other before filming?
1: Yeah, so uh, the, the great thing is it turns out that Greg Kinnear and Renee Zellweger had filmed together and uh, Nurse Betty, I think, is the name of the movie that they had worked together on. And so they actually knew each other. And I think both of them took comfort hmm. in knowing that the other one was going to play the you know main character opposite of them. Uh, that, that really worked well because they had worked together in a film before. I, I do not think... But I'm not positive, but I do not think that uh, Renee or Greg had worked directly with Jim in, in, in a movie, um, and so I don't, you know, I think that relationship was fresh and new. Um, and then obviously all three of them knew who John Voight was, and it was just a true joy to have John Voight. Uh, I mean, John Voight. Let me say that again, John.
0: Uh, <laughs> say, it, John is a big name
1: it is a huge name and he is uh <laughs> well he was such a delight and
0: mean old man in that film though
1: <laughs> yeah, he is mean, he <laughs> knows how to play his role yeah. um but i can tell you that's not where his heart is no. or, you know, in real life but he is um he played the role very well
0: yeah it's amazing how we deal with death uh, even you know i mean i had a relative who, who died recently um and just out of nowhere really it seemed i guess i wasn't keeping in touch for the most part but um you know i know that dealing with life and and the fragility of life is certainly an important part of the film and um is there anything you would have done differently i mean when you look at the film and say well we could have included this or done that and and by the way a loaded question where was most of the film where was the location of the film
1: yeah, so the film was shot in Mississippi, the entire film. There's about five seconds of B-roll that was shot in Fort Worth, Texas, but the, the rest of the film actually was uh, shot uh, on location in Mississippi. Um, and all the different sceneries and everything just within, actually all within 30 miles of Jackson, of Mississippi, if you drew a circle around Jackson, all within 30 miles of Jackson. And, um, and so that was important i'm from mississippi and when when i became the lead investor of the project you know one of the um the, my requirements or strong suggestions was that we look at mississippi as the place to film the movie because mm-hmm. mississippi had created rebates and and uh, we could take advantage of those rebates mm-hmm. uh, to make this movie so the timing worked out perfectly to do that and and just talking about production what an amazing uh, production it was. It did not rain one day in wow. Mississippi from October the 27th of 2014 until December the 10th of really? 2014. We never got delayed. Huh. Uh, it was the most beautiful time period I can remember in the state of Mississippi. It was just interesting. Gorgeous. Other than being, it was at zero degrees one day, so it was very cold one day. <laughs> Other than that...
0: Um, that wasn't the film in the in the water, was it? As far as the baptism?
1: No, it was okay. supposed to be. Actually, Jimon was going to do a scene where he was bathing uh, like homeless people do in Mm -hmm. a fountain in downtown Mississippi or in downtown Jackson. And um, it was so cold, we just decided to cancel that uh, scene. But if you remember the lawnmower scene with John Boyd, Mm -hmm. which is a great scene in the movie, uh, it was literally the wind chill was zero degrees. (laughs) And so it was one of the coldest days I can ever remember. Yeah, I like. You never would have known it, you know, from the way the actors, um, you know, were, were acting. So, mm-hmm. you know, you asked, would we do anything differently? I think um, I'm very pleased with the end product of the movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, powerful. It conveys the messages we
0: were trying yes. to say. Mm-hmm. It
1: showcases the talent um, in in an amazing way. Um, the one thing we didn't mention was, you know, Brad Paisley. I don't know if you recognized his voice at the end of the uh, movie but you know Brad Paisley ended up writing a song for the movie he saw it and was very moved and inspired Hmm. by the film and he wrote this you know country song called Stubborn Angels Um, and I just you know you talk about being moved is when he called and said hey I'm sending over you know the song I wrote let me know what you wow (laughs) and you listen to it and you you know, he saw the movie once, and you listen to that song, and you go, "Wow, he must have really
0: been moved by the mm-hmm. film." It's always fun to hear that. Where you know, celebrity like that, hey, I'm sending something over. You know that it's not going to be bad. <laughs> something, <laughs> <laughs> something moves <laughs> someone enough to, to do that. And uh, I mean, that's really artistry in emotion, the creativity. Um, so, as far as the film goes, I mean, what what do you hope that? How do you hope it changes people?
1: Yeah, So, you know, we we talk about this a lot. I mean, you know, we want people, number one, we want people to go see this movie because we believe they will be inspired to do something great. Mm-hmm. And if you ask the question, what do you want people to do? Well, you know, we really want people to just make a difference. We've learned that the smallest act of kindness can change your life and it can change other people's lives. And right now, our world is just going through a very difficult Time period. There's a lot of them telling me. Yeah, it's it's just it's just not the same place where we grew up. Mm -mm. And you know what we want um, people who watch this film. We know they're going to be inspired to do things, great things. And we just want them to take that smallest act of kindness uh, to change people's lives. Um, If or they can just come watch the movie and be entertained, and that's fine too. But I, I think most people will see the film. And be moved in a powerful way, like you were.
0: Oh yeah, I was. I mean, I, I'm trying to hold back the tears, and, and it was really, it was really funny because you know uh, my wife always kind of freaks out a little bit if I cry during the film or something like that because she's just not used to that. And uh, so yeah, I'm just being honest, and uh, I'm trying to hold. The, I'm not like, right. crying. No, not me.
1: Well, uh. and, and it's funny. You know why? Why do the tears exist? I mean, there there are moments of sadness in the movie, but. You know, a lot of the tears come because I think people are emotionally just moved to, mm-hmm. or you know, emotionally inspired.
0: Yeah, unchanged.
1: changed. Right by by the by the story and by the end of the movie and just, it, you know, my favorite one of my favorite parts of the film is at the very end. And um, I'll just tell people this: don't leave until after the credits roll, because <laughs> you know, at the very end of the movie, uh, there's a, a moment with the real life Denver Moore that I think is just one of the most powerful moments in the whole film. And so I just want to encourage people to, when the movie's over, just sit there for a few minutes and take it in and watch the credits roll. And I think they'll um, really be moved if they do that.
0: Yeah, and just so you know, Matthew McConaughey is not with us, even though it sounds like him. And Stephen Johnson, he's the executive producer of the film. And so (laughs) we agreed, you know, you could do voiceovers, uh, car commercials. You got a great voice for that sort of thing. Tell us a little bit about, you know, as your role as a producer and a little bit about your background, if you will, and kind of how you got here.
1: Yeah. So I was um, an investment banker uh, right out of college. Uh, did that for seven years. And then that led me to start a company, a technology company in 2000 uh, that turned in to be a pretty successful company. That, nice. Um, was building um, wireless communications technologies for the utility industry and i did that until 2012 and i sold the company to a big public company and the most interesting thing about my involvement with this film is the the way i got involved was after i read the book i I bought two copies to share with people uh, and one of the copies sat on my desk in my office for you know several months and one day one of my employees came in and said hey have you read that book and i said yes and we end up talking about it. Well, the way I got involved in the film is that employee ended up flying on an airplane next to the producer of one of my producing partners of, that was helping Ron Hall make the story into an independent movie. And he email introduced me to him, and um, and that's how I got connected to the producer, and I started talking to him about the movie. And truthfully, I turned down the opportunity. It was right after I'd sold my company. Mm. And I turned it down several times. And I finally said, hey, I don't think this is a really good fit for me. But I had a very just unbelievable thing happen. W- one morning in November of 2013, I had breakfast with a mentor of mine. And I tell him about the uh, that I'm talking to the producer about investing in mm. this film mm-hmm. about the book. And on December of that, one month later, I decided to no longer pursue it. Four months later, this one person that I had breakfast with randomly runs into Ron Hall <laughs> at a bed and breakfast wow. in, in Natchez, Mississippi. And Ron Hall is actually on his way to meet with me, even though I hadn't talked to uh, the producer in four months. He had texted me that day and said, can you meet with Ron? He's coming to Jackson. We'll give you an update on the you know film project. And Hmm. that same night, the one guy I told that I was looking at the um, movie ended up in the same hotel with Ron and his new wife. And they ended up striking up a conversation. And I knew when that happened (laughs) that that it was not by coincidence that I was supposed to be involved in this project.
0: I was just going to say, you think God was involved in that? (laughs)
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, God has been involved in this project since day one. And um, he's had his hand on the timing, he's had his hand on the actors, he's had his hand on the production. Uh, I know he has his hand on the release, uh, and I know that, um, you know, he wouldn't have put all this stuff together if he didn't have a greater purpose for this movie than just entertaining
0: people. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, I'm no prophet or anything, but uh, I want to say that I think Jaiman uh Honsu just might be up for an academy award for this film i mean i think they'd be crazy not to nominate him for that and also cinematography if you will i mean are there any awards that you think that uh if you had a you know i know you you love the whole thing it's like a baby but is there any what you know areas
1: that's a dangerous question yeah <laughs> uh you know and so what I was saying sorry is, yes yes i agree there are Many award winning performances in this film, and my hope is that they will be recognized and not be shunned, you know, just because, you know, the movie has elements of faith in it, you know, or is a faith based film. My hope is that Hollywood will recognize the work of these actors Mm -hmm. and, um, and recognize them for, you know, what they've done because they're, they really do an incredible job. Yeah.
0: And there's no cheese in this film, just so you know, their audience knows it's not like those Christian films where, you know, it feels like cheerleaders, rah rah, and then the the team wins or something like that. It's a it's real, real actors, you know, real performances, and uh, and people will really be changed, you know, by the movie itself. So uh, I don't know why there's a temptation to make it kind of cheesy. Were you tempted to go that direction, or you said not at all? We're not going there.
1: No, it, it never. I mean, our whole point was <laughs> not to make a cheesy film to be just candid about it. We we felt like we wanted to, you know, make a a, a movie that would be viewed would be able to stand on its own relative to the way you know critics review films and you know we felt like we did that uh we tried to take a broad approach in terms of our ability to reach you know broad audiences i mean we want people of faith and we want we want people who are not of faith to watch this movie um, and so, you know, our intent in the beginning was to reach as many people as you can. And we knew the only way to do that was to have high quality actors and have a very high production value of the film and and market it in a way that can reach millions and not to just a small mm. group of people. And so, you know, we feel like we're um, on new ground and we feel like this film pushes um, the expectation. Definitely. Of what, you know, what's required. And, you know, hopefully
0: it's a great movie yeah no i agree and you know i'm just going to say that i don't know if you have more of a desire to help people in the uh and uh what is it you know bowery a gospel mission and and uh homeless shelters do you think it'll have that effect on other people when churches come and and uh, they you know take their congregations to see this film because it and also is it a neglected area i mean is it some people feel called to help in the um you know the bowery mission or homeless shelters but do you think more people need to get involved in that
1: well i do i mean i've obviously become very close to what's going on in you know the the homeless community just from making this film because it's about you know a homeless guy and and just the work that ron hall and, and denver moore did in real life with homeless missions really connects this film to that cause even though, you know, it has such broader implications. I mean, this is really, as I said earlier, a love story. And it applies to whether if you're dealing with someone with cancer or if you're trying to forgive your husband or your spouse for, you know, doing something wrong. I mean, this is all about how you should love one another. What I would tell you is, you know, we, we are very excited to about how the uh, homeless mission community has really embraced this
0: mm-hmm.
1: film. And on, Wednesday night, October the 18th, all across America in over 165 cities, wow. homeless missions are hosting uh, huh. complete buyouts of theaters uh, to show this wow. film to people who support those missions. And so it's wonderful. That in itself is a very powerful uh, statement about what they think this movie uh, means uh, for their cause. And so we're, we're so delighted that you know they would look at it. Mm-hmm. that and that they would embrace this film and and we have a good partner the association of gospel rescue missions who's they've come alongside of us and and really have helped promote the film yeah in a great way
0: well it challenges christians to be better and i don't know uh off record of uh a memory a film that covers something like this with uh, such attention to the homeless and helping the homeless and so you know i'm sure that uh, many people will leave their little perch if you will in life and say that there, there are other places i can go and i enjoyed that as far as the you know the different boundaries that stop people whether it be a uh, socioeconomic and to say i'm going to cross over And uh, leave some of those things behind. Something mentioned in the film. Last question I want to ask you, though, um, and I want to ask you as far as did you make budget? (laughs) And if you made budget as a producer, which you have to do, what are some of the struggles that you have to deal with as a producer? As far as you know, you're tempted to spend more money here or there, or uh, what? Could you kind of answer that? And uh, that's about it. We
1: we did. You know, the the great news is we we were able to uh, live within our budget of the film. We. Uh, obviously we were able to take advantage of a, of, of a rebate a great rebate program in the state of Mississippi which helped you know meet those budget numbers but um, you know there are choices you have to make in order to be able to make budget but when we asked the investors to invest in the film you know and we said hey will you you know support this this movie one of our biggest commitments was that we weren't going to go back to them and ask them for more money and so you know we we were able to uh, stay within budget and produce a film that um you know as high quality as you mm-hmm. said. absolutely I mean, but, th- but there are you know you do have to make decisions um, related to you know filming about whether or not you can you know pull something off or not and and as I mentioned part of our ability to make budget was we stayed on schedule the entire time that we were filming this movie mm-hmm. uh, in large part due to just unbelievable weather in the state of Mississippi during this production and yeah. so um, so yes we were able to to come within budget are very very close to it i mean it was you know right in line with the numbers we we plan to spend so
0: yeah it can't be easy as a producer you know you would say well you know we could add other things and before you know you have a five-hour movie but that's not the case obviously you know you have to make those decisions well Stephen johnson has been our special guest he's the executive producer of a film that's coming out october 20th it's a great christian film called same kind of different as me and guess what academy award nominee greg kinnear Academy Award winner Renee Zellweger, Jimon Hunsu, who's an Academy Award nominee, and also John Voight. Need I say more? It's like if if you were a chef, you'd be making a cooking up a gourmet meal for us Christians here. And it's a great film, and a lot of time and went into it. We're so glad to have you on the program.
1: Well, thank you, Michael. It's been a true pleasure, and um, I hope everyone enjoys the film. and Be sure and go out and see it on uh, October twentieth because Hollywood's watching.
0: They'll be ready. Yeah, absolutely. It'll change lives, thanks again.